Hello there and welcome into the Career Competitor Podcast with me, Steve Meller, and we are the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. Really excited to be welcoming in today Donna Sadula to the Career Competitor Podcast, the founder and president of Vision Board Media. But before I give her the introduction that she certainly deserves, let me tell you just a little bit more about Career Competitor, the coaching service first and foremost. That's right, we are a high-performance and leadership coaching service. I love working with those that are curious and eager to find out what their potential truly is, whether that is performing within their own world, whether that is leading other people, whether that is finding a way to get to the heart of the entire team, the entire organization, whatever it may be, there's opportunities to find ways to get better. And that is where I love to dive in and do what I do best. So I would love to sit down with you for a free 30-minute consultation to see if I could be of use to you, but most importantly, give you that opportunity just to speak with someone like myself and see if I have a couple of insights for you that can help you on your way to getting closer and moving towards your optimal self. While I have you here listening to the podcast, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, click that fifth star, please, before you leave. It really does have an impact. In addition, subscribe to the show, follow the show, whatever platform that you're listening to is on. Now, let's get to my guest, Donna Sadula. And like I said, she's the founder and president of Vision Board Media, which is a professional branding company. They specialize in a variety of different approaches to branding per se. But when it comes to what Donna is best known for, it is that of LinkedIn. Knowing how to optimize the brand that you bring to people through a channel such as LinkedIn. So much of the content that we're gonna be covering here today does reference LinkedIn, but as I allude to as the conversation starts to progress, there's opportunities here for anyone to be impacted by the information when it comes to how you can best serve the optimal way that you're trying to present who it is you are and what it is you can do to people within any world that you're working within. If you really pay attention and you don't get too wrapped up in the fact that we're always referencing LinkedIn, you can start to identify ways that, hey, maybe I could use this very same system. Maybe I can take some of these fantastic tips and pieces of insight that Donna's gonna provide and utilize them in my own space, in my own world that maybe has nothing to do with LinkedIn. There's going to be so much great content here for you in order to truly optimize your brand and start thinking about ways where you can get ahead of the competition. That's what we're about, right? Career competitor, finding ways to optimize what it is you do. And we're going to be doing that today by figuring out better ways to optimize your brand. And keep in mind, people, this is not just someone who knows a little something about LinkedIn. This is the Donna Sadula who wrote the book, LinkedIn for Dummies, who has also graced incredible outlets such as the Wall Street Journal, Market Watch, NBC, to name a few. And now she's very much reached the summit of her career by joining us on the Career Competitor Podcast. I joke, obviously, but still, we are so fortunate to have someone with such expertise that Donna has in this particular area to be joining us. So let's get to it and welcome in Donna Sadula to the Career Competitor Podcast. And I hope you all enjoy. Well, it is my absolute pleasure to be welcoming on Donna Sadula to the Career Competitor Podcast. First and foremost, Donna, how are you today? I'm doing great. Doing really well today. 
Steve. I'm so glad for you to be here. And I understand that you're based in New Jersey. Is that right? Actually, I moved in the I moved in the midst of the pandemic. Oh. <laughs> I moved my family back to Bucks County, which is where I grew up. Okay. So we're in Pennsylvania now. Okay. Uh, not far from Philadelphia. Right. And uh it's good to be home. Yeah. Still in the still in that northeast part. Still in that northeast. Still in part. North, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, 30 minutes from where we were in New Jersey. Okay, but, okay. You know, all, all the same. All it the was same. <laughs> still a bit of a culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll get into that and many other things on, on this episode because I'm, I'm so excited to be bringing you in to talk on something that is such a competitive world that is that of LinkedIn. It's a world that I spend a lot of my day on. It's a world that I know so many of our listeners spend their days on. So before we start going into all that good stuff that we're going to be covering, why don't you just give us your backstory? Tell us all about how you got to where it is you are today. Sure, sure. So, oh my goodness gracious, I joined LinkedIn back in 2005. 2005. Steve, do you remember when you joined I well, it probably only a few years after that, maybe 2010, 2011, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I'm not even like the earliest adopter yeah. <laughs> of it. Do you do you do you remember when LinkedIn started? Do you know? Do you have that little trivia bit in I, your I head? I don't know exactly. No. 2002. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So you were fairly early. Yeah. I was still early, but yeah. I wasn't the earliest. I was not yeah. on that like list of like the the first one thousand. I <laughs> wish I was there. I wish I was there. I, was, I wasn't. Um, but I do remember. I remember that that day in 2005, it was like November and um, a gal that I was working with had said, you want, you want leads, you want opportunities. Like <laughs> you got to get on this thing called LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting on it and I remember being presented. There was a lot less there. I mean, it did not look like what it does today. Let me just tell you, but back mm-hmm. then they still had the profile. And I remember looking at the profile and thinking, Oh, this looks like my resume. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me just take my, my old, outdated, bland, dull, dry resume, which is a fabulous document. (laughs) Let me just copy and paste it into this profile. And I'm just going to, I'm going to lean back and I'm just going to wait for opportunity to hit me. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. (laughs) I was like, this This is such a waste of time. Like, Mm. what is this? So, and then I did nothing. I did nothing with it. I got a new job, no thanks to LinkedIn. <laughs> and um, next thing I'm in a a, a cutthroat doggy dog sales environment. I'm dialing for dollars, 80 cold calls before noon every day. I mean, this was, it was intensive. And not only was it intensive, I'll tell you what was crazy about this time in my life. I was hired as a reseller. Do you know what a reseller is? I do, yeah. So I was selling the exact same software as my yeah. competitor. <laughs> so like, how do you differentiate? Like, right. you know, I'm in there meeting, selling the exact same software. It took me a little while, but I remember having this epiphany, which was, oh my goodness, it's me. They're right. buying, it's it's not the software. Right. It's who do they want to buy it from? Right. And so suddenly that was like, that was a little ding in my head. And then from there, as I was cold calling, I was realizing Every time I was calling someone, what was I doing? I was looking at their LinkedIn profile. <laughs> and what did everyone's LinkedIn profile look like? A dry, dull, out of date, dry, boring, horrible resume. Right. And it wasn't giving me what I needed because I was looking for a connection. I was looking for connection points. I was looking for commonality. And that was when I had my other epiphany, which was, oh my goodness, 
if I'm looking at them, they're looking at me because I'm walking into their offices. They want to know who this crazy lady is. <laughs> and then I looked at my profile and it was dry and dull and boring and didn't, didn't give them anything. Right. At that moment, boom, a light went off. That was when I realized, wait, this is, this is, this is not your online resume. This is your brand. This is your reputation. This is your online first impression and digital introduction. At that point, I changed everything. I, at that point, my, my sales went through the roof. I was suddenly finding success. In 2009, I was like, you know what? I want to help other people. This is, this is something I cannot keep locked inside of me. The world <laughs> needs to know how important LinkedIn is. And of course, at that point, people were like, what? What is this? What are you talking about? My, my family thought I was insane. Half of my family thought I was talking about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I mean, it was it, this was early. Like People didn't know what link, LinkedIn was. Right. Um, within two years, I brought two writers on to work with me. They are still working with me today. We now have over awesome. 20 writers. We write LinkedIn profiles and resumes. We do blogs. We, we, do, we help people understand how to utilize LinkedIn effectively mm. and efficiently and successfully. I speak all over the country. We have worked with over now over 20 writers working with me, and we've worked with over 6,000 executives and professionals, entrepreneurs all over the world. I love what I do. Mm. I love what I do. I love helping people, and I love the life-changing nature of it. Because when you own your story, when you know your story, and you tell it confidently, and you tell it strategically to your audience, good things happen. Well, that is how you introduce yourself, you know. So for me, for me, <laughs> for, me for, for, for me, that is what this show really originated from. Was how, how do you how do you take something that you can see yourself being successful within, immerse your identity in it, and then and then come out of it where you are very much then selling yourself through the work that you do, and and that's yeah. very much what you walked us through here is that you've gotten to this point today. But you have a, a thriving company, a, an established brand in terms of what it is you provide as a company. But at the at the, the the seed, if you will, of that growth comes from how you immersed you, Donna, into mm -hmm. that process from the very beginning. Yeah. And I have to assume that when you look at where you are today as an organization, you still see your identity. You still see so much of you scattered around the organization. Would that be about right? I, I would say you're absolutely correct. There's still <laughs> there's still a lot of those 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 footprints from before. You know, yeah. when I was in sales, when I was in corporate, and a lot of that knowledge and identity and beliefs really infuse who we are moving forward. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so it's reassuring for people to hear that because I think in this era where every single day you can go on a social media platform and, and find a different way of doing something that it is you do, it, it, there's always this opportunity to say, well, I was trying it this way yesterday and it didn't work yesterday. So now I'm going to try it differently today. And, and, and there's this need to constantly think, hey, how do I how do I find ways to reinvent my process, if you will? Mm -hmm. But what you're saying here is that 13, 14 years later, here you are. And not necessarily, obviously things have evolved. Obviously things will have changed through that oh, process. Yeah. But at the root of it, at the identity, at its very fabric, there's still what got you going in the first place. Yeah, that's true. And even our 
even my LinkedIn methodology, mm-hmm. the foundation of how to use LinkedIn hasn't, hasn't needed to change. There are certain aspects of LinkedIn where there's new features and there's new functionality, but the core, the core activities and the core thoughts still remain. And my, my methodology, I call it SOAR, S-O-A-R. It's an, it's an acronym. It stands for strategize, optimize, amplify, and network. And if you can do that and you do that consistently, you're going to have massive success on LinkedIn. I love that. I love that. And we'll get to that here a little later on, but I want to really start on this notion of of being competitive on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Because again, this dog eat dog mindset that you entered the workforce with in many ways when you got into Mm -hmm. sales, there is this component as much as as much as LinkedIn has become very communal. And when I think Mm -hmm. when you use a term like community, you're always sort of brushing over it with a, a a friendship element, a softness element, if you will. But at the heart mm-hmm. of it, people are trying to get jobs. People are trying to get ahead. People are trying yeah. to win. People are trying mm-hmm. to win. So there's a hugely competitive element to it. When, when people come to you mm-hmm. and these many, many people that you've worked with now over the years, how much of the reason they come to you at the core of it comes back to competing? You know, I, I, I'm thinking of this one client who had come to me and I always ask when a person calls, I always say, you know, what's going on in your world? Like what's, what's happening that's making you think about all this. And, and the guy said, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, my next position, my next opportunity. And I said, okay, so, so why, why are you, so what's really going on? Like what, what is it that you want? He said, well, when you want peace, prepare for war. <laughs> so- <laughs> wow. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And 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 in a way, I find that you do. I mean, you need to look and you, you need to look at your resume. You need to look at your profile. You need to look at even if you're even if you're an entrepreneur, you need to look at your branding. If if you are, you know, a consultant, you look at the brochures and all of that stuff that you've got. And you got to say, you know, when a person is weighing me and someone else, which which one is on top? Which one's yeah. impressive? It's not going to get you the job, but it's going to mm-hmm. open the door. And right. so there is a competitive nature, even in the just the visual aesthetic quality of it. Mm-hmm. People want to work with the best. People want to work with people who are successful. And if you look like you haven't spent any money and you haven't put any effort in, you're already at the bottom of the stack. Yeah, yeah. And that 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 is such a valuable point of how do you get across investment and and, and investment in a profile is one thing, but that is your opportunity to show what investment looks like to you as a Mm -hmm. potential candidate, as someone who's trying to grow within whatever industry it may be. And I find that part of it fascinating because for me, as the coach that I am, everything I do when it comes to marketing my service and my brand Every time I get to a point where I feel good about it, and the first time I send something out to someone, almost immediately I find something that I no longer like about it. Like <laughs> I, I now I immediately, it's like within the first five minutes of me pressing send on an email or send on a mm-hmm. post or whatever it is, I immediately think I can still make it better. I can yeah. still make it better. And so, when and yet at so the same time, perfection 
stops progress. So, right. Right. There's a balance there, isn't it? Yep. It's like, I could do better. I can do better. And you want to challenge yourself and you want to, you want to get that, you know, you want it to be perfect, but at the mm. same time, you can't strive for that, that level of perfection, because if you do, you'll never move forward. Yeah, I like that. So let's talk through that acronym that you actually provided earlier, because you've got a couple of books, and, and I want to get onto those as well. Uh, but the, the the acronym, I'd love to start there. Would you mind just sure. sort of briefly going over how you would maybe introduce the acronym to a new client if you were working with today? Sure. So so once again, it's SOAR. <laughs> SOAR. SOAR to success is, is the way I think of that. I love it. And it stands for the, so the, first, the S is strategize, mm -hmm. right? And this is something no, no one does. Nobody does. Mm -hmm. I always say, why, why are you on LinkedIn? What are you trying to accomplish? What is your goal? Right? Because that goal changes. And sometimes it's a bunch of goals so, or sometimes it's very, I want a job. Maybe it's, I want to network more effectively. I want to build my network. Maybe it's, I'm doing this for reputation management. And I really want to showcase the breadth and the depth of my career and my expertise and my knowledge. It, it could be it could be other things. I'm I'm doing this because I want to make sales. I'm on a prospect, and I want to you know I want to really showcase you know our our services and our products, whatever it might be. You need to know that. You also need to really think. You've got to be you know very you know really str strategic here. Who is your target audience? Where do they sit? What are they looking for? What do they want to know about you? What's important to them? And then you got to think about your keywords, right? Because with LinkedIn, LinkedIn is more than just a social network. It is a search engine, mm -hmm. right? People are going on LinkedIn and they are putting in keywords, hoping to find someone like you. Now, it's great when they're looking for you, but a lot of times they're not. They're saying, I need a project manager who, who understands lean manufacturing principles, like whatever. But they're putting in those keywords. You need, if you want to collide with those searches, if you want opportunity be, to be, be placed at your feet, you've got to, you've got to think, what do I want to get found for? What are they searching for? What do I want to get found for? And let me infuse my profile, not with an obnoxious repetition of those keywords, but how can you contextually utilize those keywords in your narrative as a story? Mm -hmm. Because that hits two ball. It hits two. It, it kills one, two birds with one stone, right, which, is, yep. which is the AI and the human eye mm -hmm. part of LinkedIn, right? Because there's the, the algorithm who needs to, you know, parse it and then put it to the top of the search results. But then there's that human eye who's looking at it and goes, is this a real person? Are they warm? Are they genuine? Are they authentic? Is this someone I want to talk to? Mm -hmm. All right. So that's, that's the S yep. that's the sore. Once you have these things in your head, <laughs> you got to optimize, right? You've got to make sure that that profile is competitive, that when a person looks at, let's, let's not even talk right about the profile as is let's talk about it within the search results, right? It's, it needs to be competitive. It needs to catch a person's eye and it needs to be, that's the one I'm going to click on versus the one above it or below it right? This is the person who looks like they've got everything together. This is the person who's the answer to that query that I just put up there in the search bar. So they click and now they've got the profile and I want that profile. I want that profile picture to look like money. 
Mm-hmm. I want that background graphic to illustrate your brand. I want that headline to really be a tagline that really infuses who you are and what you do. It puts it all together. And then as you scroll through that profile, the about section isn't a copy and paste of some old outdated bio, right? But it really tells your story in a warm, compelling, conversational manner. And it just starts, it just ticks those boxes in that person's brain. I could keep going. I yeah. I talk about this. I could, I talk about this in my sleep. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but that's the optimization piece. Yeah. Do you want me to keep going? Uh well, let's take or a break there. I want to we'll, we'll pause because what I what I I want to know I want to pinpoint here a couple things is the way in which you talk about colliding with the search. Mm. The the in- intention is something that we talk about on this show all the time. You know, people are probably getting tired of me using the word intention. But for me, intentionality of putting yourself in a situation where the search finds you, where you are in the way, you are literally in the way of someone searching for you. That is such a wonderful way of putting it. And that will provide a level of intention about the way in which you create a profile in which you strategize your profile because you are now intentionally trying to get in the way of somebody's search that is competitive that is saying hey stop what you're doing look at me that is literally what you're asking people to strategize here and then to to go one step further with the optimization storytelling is one something that i happen to be a a massive advocate for it's something i do on the show all the time For, for me i think it's a in many ways it's an unappreciated art it's an unappreciated component of what you're talking about here and something that we can all stand to spend and dedicate a little bit more time to educating ourselves on because it is such a powerful tool not just when it comes to being successful on linkedin but in every single interaction that you have with a human being in my opinion if you know how to tell a story you can grab someone's attention period like that is that is an art form. It is something that you should respect and take seriously and truly invest time in. Going back to that word invest again, invest time in how you tell stories, learning how to tell those stories better. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. In fact, I would even go to this. I would kind of pivot a little bit. Yeah. I often hear from people who say, I don't want to brag. I don't want to come across as someone who's just listing those accomplishments. I have a team. It's not just me. You know, I really, I don't want to be obnoxious. Well, guess what? If, if you tell your, your, if you tell it as a story, you're not going to sound like you're bragging. You're telling a story. You are taking this information and you're putting it out there. You're not just saying, you're not just stating it. You're, you're, you're showing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and like that, that I think is, is very important as well. Yeah. Don't state it, show it. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to put it. Okay. Let's hit the other two. Amplify. <laughs> okay. Amplify. <laughs> All right. Amplify. We, if we want to amplify our brand and we want to amplify our message, the only way to do that is through our network. And this is the other Real, real big issue. I, I, I think with LinkedIn is people get on, and you actually get two kinds of people. There's the one person who's like, "Let me connect with everybody and their brother," right. and then you get the other person who's like, "Oh, I'll just connect with like two or three people here." <laughs> like they just do not connect with enough people. Yeah. 
and it's a balance anymore. It really mm-hmm. is a balance. I, I don't want to, to say that just connect, 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 but I am saying, <laughs> <laughs> but it goes back to, it goes back to what you were saying with intentionality though, too. Cause again, mm-hmm. if, if, if the strategy is right and, and you feel as though, you know what it is you're trying to do on there, yeah. then there's an opportunity you can connect, you connect, be connect, deliberate. connect. Exactly. You want to be That's deliberate, deliberate, one hundred percent. And with connecting, if you have a hundred connections, you're not going to have any success on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very limited. It's you're almost in like a black hole, mm-hmm. right? You need to be connecting, and you need to consistently. You need to always be connecting through your career. And so when you get on LinkedIn, whether it's that you're now going to be intentional about it, or, you know, maybe you're starting your career, it doesn't matter, but you want to say, okay, who did I go to school with? Hmm. Who's, who's out there? Who, who did I work with? Who did I intern with? Who, who taught me? Who are my friends and my neighbors? Then who, who am I working with and who, do, who am I reporting to? And who are the, the vendors and, and the clients and the prospects that I'm, that I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm passing and I'm, 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 I'm you know, mixing with. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to just keep it like the, the only, it's just the people that I know and I trust and like I would die for. Right. But you want to get a little bit more fringy. You do want to say, okay, I, I just met that guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect. 100%. And it's yeah. okay. Because you want to keep them in your network. There, there is that, there's that, that, that adage, that quote. I think it's Porter Gale who said it. But your, your network is your net worth. Right. And I think for a lot of people, when we hear network, it, it sounds so scary and weird. But the mm-hmm. truth is, it's it's just you making sure that the people that you meet, you keep you keep in your 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 sphere. Mm-hmm. And and you nurture these relationships by being nice and helpful and kind. Right. That's all it is. Yeah, and it, it is. And I think I think it's it's such a valuable lesson for for anybody that's on there. Because again, to your point, and I I get the odd I say the odd one. There's some days I wake up and I got five six invites from a bunch of people that it just doesn't make sense to me to connect with them. It just it just doesn't. It's a it, yeah. it's worlds that just don't don't in any way run symmetrical with mine. Now, you Steve, know. I'm going to ask you this though. Yeah. With LinkedIn, it's not a one-to-one relationship, mm. right? Because it's a, it's a one-to-one on the first degree that you're connecting with. Right. But you know who else is coming into your network is all their their first right. degree connections. They now become your second degree. Mm. And all of those second degree, their first degree comes in, which is that's now your third degree. Right. So my question would be, riddle me this, Steve, do you think anyone in those networks might need you? Absolutely. Well, I, I can't, I can't argue that. I think I'm sure there'll be at least a few people in those networks. And I think that's an interesting way to almost look at it when it comes to how you approach people too, is do you approach someone who's not necessarily directly someone that you need within your network, but you just happen to see and appreciate those that are already within their network. It's almost like there's a detective element to it that mm-hmm. I really appreciate. It's like how how far down the rabbit hole are you willing to go yeah. into somebody else's network to almost, almost justify that you should be connected with them in the first place, if you will. I, I like to look at it. Is it an authentic connection? Like, have I, have I somehow run into this person? Does this person need my information or maybe there's someone else that does? I mean, if they're, if they're there and they're looking because they're, they're, they're a lead generation machine and they want to sell me their services. No, ignore (laughs) like, no, 
Yeah. But if, if you're a real person and there's, you see a, that person is seeing a glimmer of something and that's why there's, they're lobbing an invite to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do some, I'm going to look at it and I'm going, and I'm not going to say oh, you can't help me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can help you. That's true. That's true. All right. Let's get to R. R is relate, right? Relate. And that's really the networking piece. This is where you start to use LinkedIn. You start to get active. You start to relate to people. I'm not saying sell people, (laughs) right? Right. But you relate to them. And so you get on, you just get onto that LinkedIn feed and you start to scroll and you see what people are, are talking about and you like, and you comment and you share. You start to think in your head, hey, I just saw this beautiful article. I'm going to send that to Steve because I think that's something that he'd like. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had a great, great experience with this one person. I'm going to write them a recommendation. Mm-hmm. This other person has really impressed me. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to, I'm going to you know, endorse them for some skills. It's, yeah. it's just getting active and relating and having fun. I am not one of these people. I am not going to tell your audience that they need to be on LinkedIn every day and posting multiple times a day, or even just once a day. I think Mm -hmm. that's hard for a lot of people. And I don't think it's sustainable. Most of us are not, you know, social media, all stars, you know, most people are doing it because they want to build their business. They want to help, help fuel their career. And if, if that's what you're doing it for, you could do it three times a week. That's fab. Mm -hmm. You can do it once a week. That's great. Just don't let like six months go by, (laughs) (laughs) right? you know, like, but, but just try to be deliberate, Mm. right? We like that, that word, word. um, you know, try to be consistent. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's once a week, make sure once a week you're getting on there and you're looking around, Mm -hmm. if it's once a month, I'll I'll take it. I don't want you to miss this opportunity. And I think if you do it once a month for three months, you're going to go, wait, there's something here. There's gold in these these hills. (laughs) Let me come back a little bit more often. But sometimes we need that. We need to sort of put our toe in and then, but you're going to see, you're going to see a return. Mm -hmm. People will. Yeah. I I love all of this. And, and again, going through, going through the acronym there of SOAR, it's, it's something one that is applicable to just about any world outside of LinkedIn. You know, we're, we're talking about strategizing, optimizing, amplifying, and relating, you know, that, there's a human element to that. You can take LinkedIn out of it completely and just use this as a great acronym to live life by. Never mind how to op- how to be great on on LinkedIn. So Steve, I mean, you've just produced goosebumps. I never <laughs> thought of it like that. Well, no, it is. And, and then for me, that's what I love to do with this show is I, I like to take your perspective and your teachings and and really make it something that we can all relate to. If someone's listened to this and they're like, ah, I can take or leave LinkedIn. You know, it's not. Then, then take SOAR and apply it somewhere else, you know, because the, at the heart of this, something else that I just kind of noticed there while you were talking is that there's this there's this word that we, we click on on LinkedIn, which is connect every time you want to connect with someone. But so much of what you're talking about here is a form of connection. When you talk about strategizing, we're connecting with ourselves, we're connecting with our intentions. You talk about optimization, we're connecting with the the demographic, with the people, uh, with the businesses that we're trying to with truly impact, with the content, one hundred percent, and then amplification and relating, like all of that is is connect, connect, connect. It's like how how am I willing to grow my network, and then how am I willing to give back to my network? You know, all all of these sort of things. Connection is something that 
quite frankly, it doesn't get given, again, it's one of these words, it doesn't get given the credit that it deserves because we use terms like, you know, relationships a, a lot. It's like, I'm building a relationship mm -hmm. here, I'm building a relationship there. It's like, yes, I understand, but are you connecting? Yeah. Are you truly connecting? Are you giving yourself to is that relationship? Is it transactional exactly. or is it truly transformational? Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. And for me, this is what comes across when you explain this. And I'm glad that I'm giving you goosebumps because for me... <laughs> For me, honestly, that's what I see here. That's, that's what I hear for, through, through, through your teachings here. But as we start to get towards the end here, I, I'd love to give you an opportunity just to speak a little bit more about the books that you have. Uh, and in addition to that, really just tell anybody where we can get more information on you, the service, the company as a whole. All right. Fa fabulous. Well, I am I am a, a four dummies author, which <laughs> I have to tell you is, is something that I'm very proud of because... Back in back when I first started, my father had said to me, you need to write a book. If you're going to be an expert, you need to write a book. And he then said, call up the four dummies people, <laughs> <laughs> of which I said, there's no way. There's yeah. no way. They don't want me. Those four dummies people are like, they're amazing. Like they're not, they're no. Yeah. Well, so I self-published. And that's the, if you can see me, I can see your books. The one in the back there, the LinkedIn makeover, that was my self-published venture. And then a few years later, I got a call and it was from the four dummies people. It was an acquisition editor who had found me not on LinkedIn, but on Twitter. Crazy. And she said, we'd love for you to write a four dummies book. Are you interested? And I was like, let me think about that. Yeah, play <laughs> of course, cool, my play mind, cool. I was like <laughs> exploding. So right. my, my father had died before um, he, he died right after that, the first that my self-published book came out. Two, he, he got it from Amazon. He, he mm. ordered it himself. So he got to see it, died two weeks later. Um, and so if there was one thing that I could say to him mm. is that I wrote a four dummies book, daddy. I wrote a four dummies book. And then I said, and then I got married and had two kids. Right. <laughs> but the the four dummies book is is truly I, I i this is now in the second edition so look for the one with the chess pieces okay um and that itself is another story how they wanted to have a man on the on the cover with like a, a suit and tie and i was mm. like a uh, no absolutely <laughs> there is no way that we're we're putting any gender on this thing this is cool. for everybody yeah. um but at any rate um so that's the four dummies book you can get it on amazon it's it's what i love about it is you do not have to read it cover to cover you go oh i need help with the headline just go to the index or the table of contents and you flip straight to that page i love that for a lot of people, let's be honest, it's hard to write about yourself. It's better just to outsource it and get it done because any 100%. odious task in the world, you're going to be out there like, you know, cleaning your garage before you're doing any, you know, you're actually doing it. So we also have services related to it. We also have courses related to it. So check out linkedin-makeover.com. But I would definitely say visit our free resources. We have a LinkedIn headline generator, which is a free app. And it helps generate a LinkedIn headline that is going to get you found. It's going to get more clicks, more views to your profile, and more opportunities to your door. So, so definitely try that. It's a great, you know, entry into optimization of your profile. In within a, the next few days, I'm going to have another app, which is totally free. I always tell people get active on LinkedIn, start posting, and they're like, I don't know what to post. What should I just uh, should I should I just start crying and and take a picture of myself and post that on LinkedIn? I say, no, 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 don't no. do that. So what I did is I created another app, and it gives you three ideas a day. 
three prompts of things to post on LinkedIn that does not have anything to do with crying, does not have to have anything to do with, with, you know, you know, being overly vulnerable. It's really about, you know, talking about your career and your life and the things that you've learned and, and giving ideas and tips and help to your, your, your audience. So that's, that's going to be live on my website very shortly. It's, it's the uh, LinkedIn prompt post prompt generator. Love it. So many reasons, so many reasons to be getting in touch, reaching out, checking out the, the website. And I'm going to be putting all this information in the show notes. So exciting. And you've got a LinkedIn dummy right here that, that's been talking to you this whole time. So I'm excited to to spend some time uh, with, with the book at some point. And uh, Donna, honestly, I, I mean, hopefully you can tell I could talk to you for, for a lot longer than a 30, 35 minute episode. So uh, I just appreciate the energy. I appreciate the time. I know how busy you are. Uh, it's wonderful to have you on the show because it, it really is going to impact so many of our listeners because we have a lot of competitive people that listen to the show and they see LinkedIn as a valuable resource. So I'm excited to bring this content to them. And thank you so much for the generosity of your time and the information today. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I had I had a lot of fun. And my thanks again to Donna for joining us on the show today. Another one of those interviews where my pen was very busy writing lots of notes thinking, man, if I don't improve my LinkedIn profile, if I don't improve the impact I'm making on that platform in the next few weeks, then I would have done a huge disservice to the incredible information that Donna was able to provide us. Now, I always like to summarize everything that I heard here with at least one or two major takeaways, but there's one that really stands out to me because I think it really speaks to the mission that Donna has, but also so many reasons as to why what she does and what we're about on this show really do mix so well. And it's that of this notion of colliding with the search. I alluded to it there within the conversation my gosh, the the intentionality that comes with a statement like that is something that just gets me out of my seat. It gets me excited. The notion that, hey, I am going to put myself on this platform or on any platform for that matter, on any stage, in any environment where people are going to have to literally bump into me in order for them to get by me, for them to potentially not realize the impact I can have, they're still going to have to collide with me. They're going to have to collide with me before they make any type of a decision about me. And then it all comes down to how strong of an impact are you making with that collision? Now, I'm not encouraging you to start running around bumping into people. But when you think about this metaphor, this notion of colliding with those people that are searching for talent or people that are looking to outsource particular talent, whatever it may be, there's so many opportunities out there if we can just be a little bit more deliberate, more intentional, and utilize systems such as SOAR, as Donna was able to go through there with us, these methods can hit. They can be so effective. And if you're someone that feels like you're always falling that one or two steps short or those one or two attempts shy of getting that opportunity that you feel you so very much deserve, then what can you do to ensure that you're colliding with searches, that you're colliding with people's efforts to find talent and making sure that it is you that they see? So again, so much incredible content there from Donna, but that one really spoke to me, especially from a competitive mindset, which you know is what we are all about. And in the meantime, I have a number of interviews already lined up 
And to be honest, at this point, we may even have enough set up to get us through the remainder of 2022. But if you are listening to this and you're thinking, man, I'd love to get on this show. Steve has that type of energy. Steve has that type of personality. And the show has that type of mission that I really feel it needs my type of personality on. Then you need to reach out to me, steve at careercompetitor.com. Don't just use that email for setting up a consultation. Use it to reach out. Let me know what you think of our content. And like I just said, let me know if you think you could be a great candidate to join the show as well. Click that fifth star if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts on the way out. Subscribe wherever you're listening to us. And in the meantime, guys, as always, keep up the awesome work that you're doing. And I look forward to speaking with you all again very soon. Bye for now.